Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. I'm Sausage and here's Beans. <laughs> Someone asked me the other day, when and why did you start doing the weird names at the start of the podcast? And I couldn't answer either. Uh, no, I don't, I don't remember. I used to have two fish called Sausage and Beans. Yes, we've talked about your fish and they died, didn't they? Yeah, all right. Yeah, they did. Yeah. No, sorry, that wasn't meant to sound so uns- unsympathetic. So Then they yeah. died, didn't they? No, it's, hard to say. it's hard to talk about death without... I can't remember which one died first. Oh, you didn't love them that much, did you? Um, no. In all truth, <laughs> I didn't. Did you, um, how old were they when they died? I don't know. They don't live very long, do they, fish? Yeah. Do you know what? I know very little about fish. Well, we could do a sort of fishmonger podcast, if you like. I don't think that's our area of expertise, is it, Pete? Name ten fish. Go. Fish with friends. Um, fish. <laughs> fish with friends. Salmon. Trout. Herring, mackerel, shark, dolphin. Shark was your fifth fish. That was a big, big leap from um, from your sort of common fish to your sharks. Then, yeah, that was that was a shark a fish. Uh, Oh, mate! Again, we we don't know. Is is a dolphin's a mammal, isn't it? Is a shark a fish? Sharks are fish. Yeah, there you go. God, this is the sort of thing that I would have known immediately if you'd asked me age nine, you know? Yeah. yeah. And now I just, it's like, you know, mitosis or titration. I remember all the words, but I couldn't What's tell you titration? anything. titration? Titration's off of chemistry, isn't it? You know, with the big thing. and the Oh, uh, shit, at chemistry. I got an A star in my chemistry coursework, bear with me, um, but then did so incredibly badly in the exam that ended up with a C. So I tried to think... really badly in the exam, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember my chemistry teacher being like, I don't know, I I don't know how you did it. Did you you do the exam? Do you remember doing it? Maybe (laughs) Maybe I wasn't even there, yeah. Yeah, it's entirely plausible. Um, Should we talk about friends, as is our want? Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's a while since we've done that. Let's do that. It is actually a while, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice nice to be back, Pete. Nice to be back. Um, just getting the request up on our WhatsApp, but the last thing you said was, I'm just having a wee, Dave. So how was your wee? Uh, textbook. Can you hear my dog, um, in the background? Yeah. Is he, is he dreaming? He's dreaming in his sleep. Is yeah. he doing a Joey? Yeah, he is. He is. He's snoring. Shall I roll him over? 
Oh, heck. Poor little idiot. Um, I mean, I don't know how long this is actually going to go on. Sounds like he's hiccuping. It's a sort of like, yeah, it is a sort of hiccup sort of uh, thing. It's, I think I think he's barking in his sleep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, well, like, we'll just leave him to it. He's sleep talking. Uh, it's very, very um, apt for this week, isn't it? You're quite right. It is. Very much so. Um, the request is from Tim. Tim says, Hey boys, love the podcast, but I don't think you've done the one with all the wedding dresses. I'm very similar to Monica and would do exactly the same if I had to pick up a wedding dress. Although the beard may give it away that it isn't for me. Yeah, you're probably less likely to blend in. But hey, it's 2022. Yeah, you can wear what you like. Lest ye judge not, lest ye be judged, I say to the wedding dress shop owner. In the fictional hypothetical where Tim's going to pick up a wedding dress for someone else and wants to try it on. It's a mm. very specific scenario. Uh, but the wedding dresses themselves in this episode are all vile. <laughs> Correct. I have actually noted that down. He's stolen my notes already. Yeah. Wow. Okay. God, I've made no notes about whether I like them or not. I... It, specifically, it's the headdress that Monica wears. Well, which... the headdress is interesting because the headdress that Monica wears for Emily's dress, Emily doesn't wear at the wedding. Yeah, again, I, um, it doesn't surprise me that that level of continuity wasn't maintained. Or maybe Monica advised against it because it was so horrible. Yeah, fair. Because it is crap. Looks Gosh, like a sort of old lady's lampshade. Yes, it does look like a lampshade. There's sort of like hanging bits right. at the bottom. Yeah, very odd, very odd decisions. Uh, can we address the fact also that not only does everyone constantly walk in and out of each other's apartments, but they also help themselves to whatever's in their fridges. Yeah, mm-hmm. fair. Uh, and Joshua is such a fucking bore. So glad he's gone <laughs> after this episode. Feel like Joey and Chandler take a back seat in this one, but still provide great comedy. Final scene is a winner too. Thanks, guys. Tim. Thank you, Tim. What is the final scene? I thought my Joshua it's comes the, back, is it? I do, that one. Yeah, that's very funny, actually, isn't it? Um, so would you like a synopsis in the meantime? Yeah, go on. It's season four, episode twenty. Uh, 466621. I should say 4666. It's got 666 in the middle. Sign of the devil. Sign of the devil. Joshua. Joshua. (laughs) He's too boring to be the devil. Far too boring. Uh, Chandler is frustrated by Joey's loud snoring and takes him to a sleep clinic where he meets an attractive woman with her own sleeping issues. Monica and Phoebe pick up Emily's wedding gown at the bridal shop. Uh, The former tries it on and refuses to take it off. She even resorts to wearing the gown at home whilst doing house chores. Phoebe then shows up in a rented wedding dress. Both girls pathetically role-play. <laughs> Fucking hell, who's written this? As brides throughout Gosh. the day. Rachel, meanwhile, struggles to accept Ross and Emily's engagement and shocks Joshua by suggesting they should get married. Rachel then leaves Joshua a voice message. Because this is a whole episode. This is a really long one. Explaining she was just upset. She never expects him to see him again. But then Monica and Phoebe cheer Rachel up by getting her to wear her old wedding dress only for Joshua to unexpectedly show up. Is it made clear that it's Rachel's own old wedding dress? So there's interesting um, all around with the wedding dresses for me. We know the provenance of Monica's, and Phoebe tells us that she's rented a dress, but it's not clear why. No, and also, when she appears in the wedding dress, desperately wanting to be let in the apartment because she's self-conscious, where's she come from? Well, exactly, exactly, straight from the shop. Why is she? Why is she worried about standing in a hallway when she's clearly just come from another building? Well, exactly. This is she's, she's travelled probably on the on the subway 
to the apartment wearing this wedding dress. Or she's just got changed in the hallway, which seems unlikely as well, you know? Mm. But yeah, but so so she says she rented it, but isn't I mean, we can only what, assume that she saw Monica in one and thought, I fancy wearing one, but it's still quite a stretch, isn't it? Mm. Um but there you go. So yeah, I mean should we start with the wedding dresses then, shall we? Uh, already, already way past that point. We're already into it. So, I mean, there's a lot of people going mad in this episode. I feel like Rachel goes mad, but Monica's also gone mad. Because no matter which way you look at it, or which way you approach this, the decision to try the dress on in the wedding shop itself is mad. The decision to then leave it on for some hours till the wedding shop closes, even madder. But the decision to put it on whilst you're doing household chores, I mean, Monica's OCD surely wouldn't allow for this. Washing up whilst doing, in a white, yeah. new wedding dress that's about Very to be worn. Very bold move to dare to wear your future sister-in-law's wedding dress while doing what I'd say is an inherently splashy task, like washing up. Very splashy. Very. I'm scared to wear like a white t-shirt at a dinner for the same reason. There's going to yeah. be a bit of ketchup on that sooner or later. And that's just something I can pop in the wash when I get home and wear again. If this was somebody else's white shirt, for example, that they wanted to get married in, or someone else's white wedding dress, I'd be, I'd be terrified just transporting it home. Never mind popping it on multiple times. Especially as wedding dresses are things that, you know, people absolutely freak out if they get even the slightest mark on them. Exactly. And, and I, I like the, the idea that Emily would be happy with her wearing it even once in the shop. I think she'd think that was mad. The idea that she's just wandering around. And not to mention the garter that she's just wearing in her everyday life. And also, isn't she... She is a bridesmaid, isn't she, for Emily? I'd say very bad bridesmaid etiquette to try on the wedding dress of the bride. Well, again, unless you're the exact same size, there's definitely a worry that you're going to sort of do some, you know, affect the shape of it, affect something in that dress, right? Like, it's just everything about it, I think, is absolutely wild. And Monica has lost the plot uh, yeah not to mention that the veil is absolutely foul and but i mean maybe like i say this is the one good thing that comes out of it she warns emily maybe don't wear the lampshade on your head yeah i, I do think as well quite um quite an iconic friend shot the three of them on the sofa in the wedding dresses having a beer isn't it it really is and it's one of the things remember when we went to friends fest you could recreate it by three people sitting in three wedding dresses and you get a photo in the apartment remember that you and i didn't do that did we no we didn't and only because there was only two of us Pete. otherwise i think we'd have been right in there wouldn't we that's the only yeah, uh, the only reason we didn't put on a wedding dress that day but what i would say is considering it's such an iconic friends shot the provenance of the storyline and the plot is absolutely mad when you think about it, isn't it? It's such, yeah, a, it's such a strain. Like, even the fact that Monica's got Emily's in the first place is fairly contrived. Like, oh, Emily's found a dress in London, but there's only one left in New York, so you must go and get it, is a bit, a bit of a stretch. And then not only does Phoebe hire one, Rachel just digs hers out. Would she have it in her apartment? I mean, people do keep their wedding dresses, don't they? So there's every chance she'd have it. But I just don't even think I'd have it in my... Like, I, if I had something of that significance, it would be probably in my parents' attic or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be just in my wardrobe in my flat in London. But yeah, anyway, look, they all end up with the wedding dresses. It makes Rachel feel better. And we do get this amazing scene right at the end, which is um, uh, Joshua answering the door. And it's one of my favourite lines of the whole thing. But when he just goes, I got to go. And then Rachel goes, well, that ought to do it. And it's yeah. so, it's actually a really nice sign off. Rachel just accepting 
with full resignation the fact that she's absolutely fucked it with Joshua and there's no coming back from that. What a sad loss to Fred. Oh, no, wait. It's fine. <laughs> Goodbye, good riddance. Well, we actually, I mean, we should talk about Joshua, really, shouldn't we? Because we have, we've sort of just touched on him there. But the other, one of the other big plot lines is the sort of Rachel and Joshua, Ross and Emily wrestling. I mean, Rachel's mad decision in this episode comes where Ross sort of says, I'm getting married, are you okay? And although his hang in there comes across pretty patronizing, I do think ultimately he's just trying to be nice, right? Yeah, I was in the process of writing in my little notes quite nice of ross to reach out and check in on rachel yeah. and then he was like oh it'll happen for you too and i thought oh it's quite patronizing it but is yeah, quite on the whole he yeah. he i think you can safely say he means well yeah exactly i think so and then rachel's decision to like the, the sort of i mean huge insecurity in that situation clearly but the decision to then go no no don't worry me and joshua are basically getting married soon anyway you know we, we are at that level as well she just a, f- a switch flips in her head, doesn't she? And she she gets, starts going down this trail of absolute insane destruction. On the subject of Rachel and finding out about Ross, yeah. when Rachel is in Joey and Chandler's apartment, did you notice anything with the etch sketch? Yes, it changed, didn't it? It does. So it says it just quite doesn't it say immaturely. Poo? It just says poop, yeah, uh, poop on the edge yeah. sketch for a bit. And then Ross comes in and behind his shoulder, all of a sudden it's changed to saying, get out. Yeah. <laughs> it's very odd, isn't it? Is that a secret uh, a secret message for Ross? I don't know. But yeah. again, as we've mentioned countless times now, the one thing that you'd think continuity errors within an episode, like quite safe ones, would be don't touch the etch sketch Right. Yeah. I mean, just, yet, just leave that all week, right? Don't change it. Why Why would you ever change it? Even if you shoot those scenes on a different day or had to do a pickup or something, just don't change it all week, right? Unless it's deliberate, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Maybe there's a hidden... Having a bit of fun. Um, what I would say in... What's in it's not in defence of Ross. What's the opposite of that? In of, offence of Ross. <laughs> phrase, yeah, is it? fine. When Rachel does say... The mad thing about, oh, maybe you haven't heard of a serious thing called me and Joshua, blah, blah, blah. Ross says, oh, what? I thought you'd only been on like four dates. Uh, with a complete sincerity, despite the fact he just got engaged after knowing Emily for two weeks and is about to marry her in a month. That's true. Not got uh, much of a leg to stand on there, has he? Glass houses, Rostafagella. Glass Although, houses. Although, imagine being told, uh, as Rachel does later... Imagine being told there were things you need to work on in your relationship with someone you've been on four dates with. Yeah, I mean, I think it's for the best that that, that, that died a death, isn't it? I just think, I mean, four dates is not a relationship, is it? No, it's absolutely not a relationship. It's it's barely a casual seeing, I would say. You know, it's it's early, early stages, isn't it? Um, uh, that that whole sort of conversation between actually, strangely enough, watching it back with the knowledge that Tate Donovan and Jennifer Aniston had also recently broken up is quite interesting. Watching that scene, isn't it? Because yeah, they that, that sort of weird. You're a bit mad. This is all a bit weird. Chat does have a strange undercurrent when you when you know that. Um, Equally, the sort of the sort of undercurrent to this 
episode right is that Rachel is the only one who like really seems to be clocking at Ross and Emily's plans are, are mental. Like the others are, are generally just going with it, right? Yeah. But everything she says about that is kind of written off and overlooked because they think that she's jealous or having a hard time yeah. with it. And but she is actually right and is ultimately right about them as a couple because obviously it all goes up in flames very shortly. So fair play, Rachel, while right now her motivation for having a problem with it is kind of quite sort of motivated by her own feelings. feelings, Um, feelings. She is actually kind of calling it. Yeah, it's one of those, um, oh, I'd never really liked him conversations you have with people after they break yeah. up with someone you know that sort of thing of like why didn't you just tell me well if i couldn't tell you because there's all sorts of other reasons that it would have made it weird and you just thought i was a dick and this is this is like textbook that isn't it rachel's like this is something a bit weird about this but obviously i can't say it because people are going to feel like there's a different reason for me saying it and also ross would hate me if i said it anyway you know and then in the end she kind of just channels it into handling her situation with joshua appallingly like that's how it sort of manifests itself that kind of conflict that she's feeling yeah yeah i mean she's absolutely driven that relationship down the wrong path hasn't she and just that's it's all on her that that's ending at the time that it ends and like i said earlier she resigns herself to the fact at the end you know that ought to do it like (laughs) that's that's a really nice sign off um what made me feel very uncomfortable was joshua's line you're a real special lady yeah just immediately be thinking why are you even with him why are you even having this conversation what terrible what an awfully boring man he is you're a real special lady Rachel but I tell you what the highlight of this uh, storyline for me is is Rachel singing uh, when she <laughs> that noise yes not only that noise but when she tries to cover it up she goes <laughs> yeah and she's yeah. Um, Ross comes back in <laughs> and I just love that the way she tries to cover it up isn't just by singing a song that already exists and la 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 and thing she just goes la 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 la, 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 la. like it's <laughs> yeah. absolutely wonderfully insane yeah it's great absolutely made me hell well done Jennifer Aniston lols ahoy Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I mean, in the middle of the whole Rachel Joshua thing, we get Ross announcing that he's going to get married in just a month as well. Also, the, the, the whole reason that they're getting married quite so quickly is because they want to get married in this building that's being knocked down, which obviously continue, well, it does get knocked down, doesn't it, before they get the chance to get married. Um, yeah. Which is kind of a, a mental reason to marry someone incredibly quickly. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, as as you've pointed out, as Rachel has clocked, and as we all know, this was always destined for absolute failure, wasn't it? The Ross and Emily and uh, relationship marriage. His reason for being like, yeah, we're getting married in a month because, well, everything else has happened so quickly. We might as well get married quickly as well. And you'd kind of think, no, if everything else has happened quite quickly, then maybe just like have a breather for a bit. That's fine. Yeah. Sort of like driving a car and going through like five sets of red lights and getting to another one where there's 10 cars going across and going, well, I've driven through all the other yeah. red lights. Might as, well, yeah. <laughs> might as well floor it and see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's it's hurtling towards disaster from pretty much day dot, isn't it? Mm. Uh, the other tiny thing at the start of this plot line, which before we move on to the sleep clinic, is one of my favourite ever of the Friends little riffs that doesn't really contribute to anything but is hilarious, is whoopa. Yeah, right. The the whole whip noise thing. What a what a random conversation to script. Like I love it and it's great and it's a really nice sort of like glimpse at their friendship chat, but it is not related to anything. It's like a right little sort of comedy island, isn't it? It's it's odd. Yeah. It really feels like it's a conversation someone, one of the writers, has had in has real life. Has actually had, yeah, yeah. And they just thought, oh, let's try and get this in somewhere. And they've been waiting weeks to do it. And then suddenly there's a sort of, there's a way to crowbar in, oh, you're very whipped, basically, to Ross, you know? And then mm. suddenly you get this whole whoopah, whoopah, um, and I do love the line, you can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a real, it's one of the things that just sums up Chandler so well in that moment, you know. We've now known Chandler for about four years. And that line, man, that's just so funny. That just really, like, encapsulates the whole thing, doesn't it? So, the storing. Yes. Um, I, I think Joey should perhaps be a bit more alarmed at being woken by Chandler slamming a door and standing over him while he sleeps. He um, he sort of wakes up, then goes back to sleep quite quickly. Yeah, a very heavy sleeper, isn't he? I sympathise with Joey entirely in this plot line, I have to say. Do you know what one of my notes is, Dave? Yeah? I imagine Dave is a snorer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he snores. He would be. The boy snores. Yeah. More so after a few beers, apparently. Classic. I've had I've had evaluations. You snore less when you're not drunk. That's that's the. Uh, Isn't that true of everyone? Well, I don't. The, the interesting thing about snoring, Pete, and I use interesting in a very loose sense, is that you never know your own snoring unless you film it. Or something. Yes, which is why you know when Joey says, um, "You should hear me." Yeah, and he 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 kind of well, yes, fair point. How how could he do that himself? Right, but also when he kind of like suggests it's Chandler's problem, like. <laughs> Obviously, it's it's like a medical issue, right? So he should address that. But I kind of get where he's coming from because it's like if it doesn't if it doesn't bother you personally, it's um, it's quite a difficult one to feel motivated about doing anything about. Well, I sort of thought that. Like I've I'm 36 years old, Pete, and I know for a number of years that I snore, but nobody that's ever pointed it out has ever done anything more than point it out. Do you know what I mean? No one's ever gone, you better go to a bloody sleep clinic or a sleep doctor and get that sorted. And maybe it's because mine isn't as bad as 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 Joey's is. But 
Loads of people in the country snore, right? And most of them aren't hitting up sleep clinics to get it solved. I can honestly say, though, never once in my life have I been accused of being a snorer. Have you not? No. God, that's absolutely mad, isn't it? There are many things wrong with me in life, Dave, but (laughs) snoring I don't think is one of them. And do you know what the irony is, Pete? You'd be much easier to roll over than me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love that noise Joey makes at that point. It's so funny, isn't it? It's such a, like, incredibly pervy reaction. I got that wrong, actually. It's a bit more of like a four. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit dirtier. It's much dirtier, isn't it? Especially when you're just talking to your friend. And all she said is, he rolled me over, and you're immediately going, tell me all about that, love you. Yeah, it's very funny. But yeah, I mean, God help anyone that tries to roll me over. Who is this person that used to roll Monica over? That's what I want to know. It's a good question. But they occasionally do this with friends, where they sort of go, oh, I once dated a guy, as if their friends wouldn't know who that is. Do you know what I mean? If you were telling your best friends, you'd be like, oh, do you remember Pete? He used to roll me over when I snored. It's a strange thing to say I once dated a guy because they know literally everything about each other, as Tim points out, to the point where they're literally just walking into each other's houses and taking stuff out of their fridges. Although having said that, that came at a very timely moment because my friend Gareth was over last night, uh, yesterday afternoon, in fact, to watch the football. And like me and Gareth have a relationship, a fridge-based relationship. We don't live close enough to just walk into each other's houses willy-nilly. But I'd say when we're in each other's house, just help yourself to stuff from the fridge. That's all right, isn't it? As long as there's a mutual understanding. Yeah, I yeah, I suppose so. I took some wine out of my fridge yesterday and had some wine. and was like, it's fine. I think I think you have to be at a very sort of comfortable point with someone, don't you, for that to feel like something you can do. Yeah, well, we were lockdown buddies, weren't we, you know? Yeah, there in, you go. In the buddy up All system. rules are off. All rules are up. We basically lived together for that weird window where you were only allowed to see one. Was it called a buddy? It was, was it? Uh... No, Bubble. No, bubble, that's it. I was like, it knew it began with B. Lockdown buddies. We were buddies. Um, bubble buddies. That's what they'll call us. Oh my God, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll get Gareth a bracelet with Bubble Buddy on. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, gold? he listens to this podcast, so it's not going to be a surprise. Uh, but Gareth, if you're listening, just know that I considered it briefly. Yeah, I really enjoyed the bit at the start of this plot line where Joey starts chanting his own name in the sleep. Yeah, that is good. It's really funny. Matt LeBlanc's sort of sleepy acting. And actually, I watched this today, having had not very much sleep last night. So, that, you know you know that feeling you get when you're just nodding off a bit or your eyes are just closing all the time in a, in a, in a situation you don't want them to? Yeah. I have exactly that feeling when I was watching this episode. and I, I, I had a horrible that. feeling you were going to say, I had this feeling while recording this podcast. Well, I mean, no, this has given me, like I say, I've come into the podcast on the back of my, uh, but did I mention this in the main podcast or in the Patreon only intro? I can't remember. About, oh, about your passport about news. Irish passport. Yeah, no, that was before, oh, shit. Oh, before the peasants. Oh, I mean, a good, no. <laughs> we can't call them the peasants when. Oh, the, sorry, before, when before the, the bulk of the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Um, don't say that that makes it sound like we call them peasants all the time which we don't that was just a joke uh, it's all just a joke pete anyone listening to this thinks that anything we say is serious is got something seriously wrong with them That's uh true. what was i saying yes no i'm in a good mood and i'm feeling quite awake now because just before we started recording the podcast dear listener uh i got my irish passport approved so i'm back in the eu baby 
Um, the, bit, uh, the, the thing that really tips Chandler over the edge is not Joey's loud snoring because they come up with a solution to that. The thing that really tips Chandler over the edge, as so often is with friends, is the idea of another man's penis. <laughs> and that's yes. what really gets him when he just sees Joey's dick when he rolls him over. Um, yeah. Um, he needs. He says about going to the pyjama shop, doesn't he? Pajama yes, store. such a visceral reaction. He's so put out to have seen his friend's naked body. And yeah. I would suggest... They've lived together for so long now. Yeah, definitely seen each other's penises. It's not weird, is it? It just can't be that. You you cannot be that affected into action by just seeing someone else's penis. (laughs) Is my motto. Maybe he's got a fruit roll-up attached to it or something. (laughs) Why did that come to your head? Because that's what one of the things that, isn't that one of the things that Monica makes a foreskin out of? Oh, you're quite right. Yeah, I forgot about that. I wasn't just randomly suggesting someone might have a fruit roll-up around their dick. No, before you reminded me of it, that is exactly what I thought had happened. I thought right. you just I thought you just pictured something that you might have recently seen on an internet search or, you know, that kind of thing. What do you think I Google? Pete, it's not for me to judge. You may Google what you want, but I think we're all imagining that you now Google fruit roll-ups around penises regularly. You, Only when I'm hungry. You got to do what you got to do what you got to do. In the words of Joey Tribbiani, quoting a film that I'd forgotten what it is already. So Chandler sends Joey to the sleep clinic where apparently he has to stay up all night. That doesn't feel like it yeah. would be a thing, does it? <laughs> I think that would make you far tired and therefore not be a particularly authentic sort of um, <laughs> survey. I know. It feels like if you're really going to do one, a sleep clinic, do it at night. When people are likely to be sleeping, if if that's what you really want, people do do that. They that does happen, doesn't it? Like people do do so. them at night. Yeah, I would, I would have thought that would be a natural time to do a sleep clinic. Do they them don't at make night. You, like, hibernate. No, well, exactly. Well, that's what seems to be happening. They want Joey to stay up all night just for this appointment. I mean, if it was anyone else and they had a vaguely normal job, that would be a mad demand to ask, wouldn't it? Yeah, fuck up your week, wouldn't it? Right, completely. Um, anyway, Joey sort of constantly falling asleep in the waiting room is very funny actually and him chanting out and shouting about numbers and how you do into the whole room and then chandler goes over to chat up who pete a woman called can't remember marjorie oh okay don't meet a lot of marjories under the age of 70 do you you don't know that's a good point it would just really stuck with me that i mean there might be more common in the old Americas, but certainly over here, can you name a Marjorie under the age of, let's be generous, under the age of 50? Marge Simpson. Okay, uh, not British, and probably very much over 50 now. Mm, that's a fair point. I'm just Googling famous Marjories. Famous people. Margot Robbie? Mar- She's Margot not British Margot Robbie, is she a Marjorie? I assume so. Is is Margot short for Marjorie? Let's find out. Dun, 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 dun. No, she was christened Margot, I'm afraid. Oh. Margot Marjorie. is the full name. No, I think, I think you're right there. So I'm gonna go Are you called Marjorie? Tell us. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, there's no judgment. I just haven't met a, uh, a famous Marjorie. Almost all the people on this list of famous Marjories, Pete, are not only old, they're also dead. <laughs> Oh, goodness. There's very few live Do you reckon it's one of those names that's dying out? I don't know. It might be one of those names that's now on its way back, you know? 
Mm. It's quite yeah, it's, a cute, sort of a quite a cute old lady names are kind of back in, aren't they? Yeah, you sort of Ediths and that kind of thing, you yeah. know. Betty, uh, Betty, uh, there's a lot of Bettys and all that sort of stuff. So maybe Marjorie's coming back. Maybe if you're about to have a baby soon and you're not, you know, you've not thought of a name yet, consider Marjorie or sausage or beans. <laughs> and when people ask you why have you named your child Marjorie, you'll say. Yeah, there's this podcast I listened to that made mention of one character in Friends called Marjorie once that <laughs> Chandler met in a sleep clinic waiting room and we just thought, what a perfect person to name our child after. Interesting factoid for you. Before I move on to my big uh, WTF of the episode, uh, the woman that plays the sleep clinic worker is a woman named Thea Mann. You know the woman that says, have you stayed up all night? Yeah. Lisa Kudrow's cousin. Oh, really? It's a good yeah, little fact. It's a good little factoid, isn't it? A bit of nepotism. Bit of bloody nepotism. How'd you get that gig, Fear, eh? How did you get that gig? Um, my big WTF of this episode, and I don't know if this happened to you, and I presume it did, because you're in the same territory as me, Peter. Do you know what I'm about to say? That it ends a bit weirdly? Yeah, well, it ends very weirdly, because there's a bit, there's a real bit missing from this episode, and I don't know why. Do we know what the bit is? Yes, it's the payoff to Marjorie. It's the bit where Chandler's in bed with Marjorie and she's sleeping, and she's talking oh, yeah. in sleep. And then she starts screaming and Joey comes in and goes, will you shut up, basically? I am trying to sleep. Yeah, exactly, with his gum shield in. Oh yeah, there's no obvious reason why that might be sort of insensitive these days or anything. I is cannot there? figure it out. It's absolutely baffling. Um, I think I sort of thought that that happened in the following episode because I hadn't seen it, but you're right. That's it, exactly it what I thought. One. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. And then I can't figure out. Should I see if I can Google it? Why is the scene where Chandler and the sleep-talking woman cut? But it's kind of not a deleted scene because we have seen I've it. I've definitely seen it. I mean, that definitely used to be on the... In rotation, you know? If you're not in the uh, United Kingdom, go and watch this end of this episode, would you? The one with all the wedding dresses. And let me know if that scene is still in it, yeah? Yeah, okay. That's that, That'll that be our first clue. Because um, it's not like like the 30 Rock ones that get cut for them blacking up and all that sort of stuff, you know? Which is makes total sense. This, I cannot figure out why they would have cut it. Because it cuts straight from the I do, that ought to do it, to doesn't it? What a mysterious end to this episode. What a mysterious end to this episode. And it is, Peter, an end to this episode. Because we had the week off last week, uh, we also had a week off admin. And uh, this is just me gearing up to saying I didn't get anyone to do a quiz. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fine. Um, well, look, it, this was a sort of warming back up for the last two episodes of Series 7. So, uh, exactly. In fact, somebody messaged me today, or messaged the podcast, on Instagram, offering to do a quiz. Oh, really? Uh, not for this week's episode, but they said, do you need anyone for the rest of this series? And I think I said no, but is the answer actually yes? Uh, let me check the quizard rotor, please, and I'm going to tell... Oh, no, they say, I'm already on said list. Oh, who is it? Mark. Mark Mark Scott? Yeah. Mark, you're next. Oh, there you go, Mark. What episode is Mark doing a quiz for? Well, that's a very good question he could do with knowing, couldn't he? Yes, well, um, you should tell him, and I should also know. So, I do you know how I know what episode to watch every week? By the way, have I talked, I've talked to this before. 
the Instagram post. I legit go on our, on our Instagram to see what you've posted on it about two minutes before I watch it. We are jumping to season 10 next week for the penultimate episode of this series of Friends of Friends. Yes. It's season 10, episode 6, The One with Ross's Grant. The One with Ross's Grant, Bosco Dictiosaur. Great. Hang on, hang on. I'm hanging. Amy, he requested the episode, originally offered to do a quiz. Uh, oh, it's another Amy, is it? It is an Amy. So, Amy, um, if you would like to do a quiz for your episode that we finally got around to yep. after you requested it 10 months ago, yep. um, please do. And then, Mark, you can have the honour of doing the final quiz of the series. There it is. And what an honour it is, Peter. What an honour it is. Mark, come back next week and you'll find out what episode you're doing a quiz for. Yeah, you will. See you then. Goodbye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.